If you're 60 years old today, there's a good chance you'll live to 100. Are you prepared? Welcome to Your Longest Life, the podcast all about exploring how we can live our best life as we age. Here's your host, Ian Thompson. Good morning. This is Ian Thompson, the host of Your Longest Life, the podcast about living to 100 and beyond. Rick, can you imagine living to over 100? It's a long time. It's a long, long time. But the more I read about it, the more common it is. Um, And that's actually the fastest growing. They say the fastest growing segment is uh, people over 100. So, you know. My uh, mother almost made it there. She was uh, got to 98 and a half. So she would be a model for for living to about 100. (laughs) Well, we hear more and more stories about that, don't we? Well, today my guest is uh, Rick Wigo. Wijo, sorry. Wijo, right? Correct. Yes. Correct. And uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about Rick Firk. Rick, Rick received an undergraduate degree from Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota, and went on to receive his MBA and PhD degrees from the University of Minnesota. Uh, he was assistant professor of marketing at the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota, also a senior analyst, analyst at Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, and your last corporate job was a manager of market research at Portland General Electric. Now, currently, you're in, you live in Portland, don't you? That's correct, Yes. And your granddaughter, Elsie, I think, inspired your new book, which is called Remember Me, Creating and Leaving an Inspiring and Memorable Legacy. Now, one of the things that we mentioned just before we started was I'm very intrigued by this topic, mainly because mostly we talk about money when people are retired, running out of money, how to make it last, how to invest, etc., which is obviously important. Or what am I going to do with all my time? I'm going to live longer and longer, etc. But your your thought is about reimagining legacy, and I find that interesting. And let's just start with, you know, you believe the definition of legacy needs to change. Talk about that. In, uh, I, I don't want to necessarily change the definition. I, I think the okay. definition is okay. I think what we need to do is change our perception of what the word legacy means. And legacy, just to give the simplest definition, and I, I don't think people have ever really thought about the definition. It's really simple, is gift is nothing more. Legacy is just a gift and it's a generational gift. So it's a gift between a parent and a child, parent and grandchild or a parent uh, and the future, you know, to the future. So it's a gift to the future really is all it is, just a gift. And I think uh, a lot of people think of legacy. They uh, use the example of the Indiana Jones movie where he's got his hat on and the adventure of finding all this antiquities, you know, these dusty old antiquities. And and, uh, the analogy to me is it's like when you turn, you know, I think people turn 50, 55 and start maybe thinking a little bit, you know, well, I think they look back and say, mm-hmm. I think many ways the perception is to turn around, look behind them and say, hmm, what have I achieved? Right. In, in a sense of, well, there's something there. And I, I think the concept of legacy is, is it's a gift. And maybe instead of looking back, particularly when we have such long retirements now, yeah. maybe we need to turn 180 degrees okay. and look forward and look to the future and say, I have time. Uh, you know, uh, I want to give gifts to the future. I want I want the, the world to be a better place. I, I want my family to be happier. I want, you know, I want things to be better. Why not look to the future and say, what else can I add 
there may be some things behind that I've achieved that that right. will be wonderful gifts. But what else can I do in the future? What wonderful things can I do in the future? And I, I mentioned, uh, I think, in the article that you saw, a great example is Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. And Bill Gates, I mean, is probably the most successful entrepreneur in the world, one of the top five, probably. And, you know, if you think he could sit on his legacy, man, he created a company. And he's sure worth billions. And when he turned 50, he made a, a conscious decision. I think it's fascinating to say, I'm going to transition away from being the CEO from Microsoft. And I'm going to focus more and more. And I think now it's almost exclusively all of this time on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Right. So now that's a pivot. Now that is a pivot. And, and maybe that's a great model for many of us. So when we're thinking of retirement or we're thinking of that transition, it's not to keep thinking about the old and the past and, and, and just the historic, but maybe it's time to pivot. And maybe in retirement, that's a great way to think of how do I pivot and look forward? Well, Bill Gates, of course, is a, a great contributor to uh, Rotary and our, I'm a Rotarian, our uh, efforts to eradicate polio around the world. And he's donated millions, millions of dollars. It's, it, it's, uh, it's been a, a terrific, excellent example that you used of someone who, who made a big difference. Let's go back to your granddaughter, the inspiration. Hey, I've got a granddaughter now. Is that, did that make you kind of go? Wake up. Well, I wanted to say that was one of the elements. I think uh, what, what probably triggered is, I'll say there's three things. The first was my granddaughter. And I think every uh, grandparent, you know, when you see that little baby and all of a sudden realize that, what can I do to help? That's obviously every grandparent, I think, has that sense of a gift. What gifts can I give them? And I'm going to use, instead of trying to use the word legacy, what gifts to the future can I, can I give this, this granddaughter? Uh, but secondly, I had a couple of uh, events occur about the same time that were, were hmm. quite fascinating. One was I retired from my uh, corporate life. And uh, went to see my doctor and said, oh, okay, time should probably check in. And about two weeks after visiting my doctor after retiring, um, I learned I had prostate cancer. So very quickly, I I had sort of what I'd say a mortality event. You know, here to say cancer is quite scary. And luckily, I had the experience of having it, you know, very early stage, so very treatable. But at that second, yeah. hearing of cancer is, 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 is frightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, third thing is, as a uh, to retiree, I think everyone has those boxes they've you know, accumulated in their home. And, and I was going through a lot of them and, and selling stuff on eBay and you know, yep. cleaning things out. One of the boxes I opened was some of, my, some of the memorabilia from my, my father. And... Uh, and I thought, ah, eh, I'll just eBay. And they were just old coins. I mean, I said, ah, eh, why do I? I and it <laughs> died. I stepped back and it was the realization. Now, what do I have that's, that's for me to remember my father with? And I realized I have a few things, but that might be one of the few items. And it was his history. He uh, was in World War II. He spent a lot of time in Australia. And the coins were uh, uh, British coins, actually. About, they're about a 150-year-old coin. 
it was, it's beat up. I mean, it's a beat up old coin, but I know it was in his army box. Yeah. That coin, I was thinking of actually selling it. And it was just shocked to me and stunned me that I would actually do that. And I think it was the fact that the epiphany of having all three together, all of these fans, I think, just hit me and said, well, you know, I need to do something. And that triggered uh, the concept of, I wonder how I would create a legacy and, and, and what is a legacy and, and what is this whole process to, you know, that I needed to go through. So I think it's important. It was all of them. And I think some people may have that mortality event mm -hmm. that triggers it. And I've had some people who've uh, gotten my book and, you know, reviewed it. And they were in the military. You know, they were like in Afghanistan and stuff. And I think some kind of event like that, that that's scary. You know, it's probably a, a frightening event. Mm -hmm. All the grandchildren. And it could be the death of a, of a parent and or a, a close relative that I think can trigger that and say, hmm, to think about the future. I think that's critical. Do you think um, do you think COVID has made will make more people recognize what you're talking about? I, I actually I would hope so. And you know, if there was one positive thing about COVID, there are not many positive no, things. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Have time. We did have time. Maybe we had too much time to, to be at home. You know, both my wife and I are now retired. And, you know, early on, it was like we're almost terrified to leave our condo and, you know, walk outside because of yeah. not implications. So we have the time. And I think that's the value of it is, is the reflection of time and using that time and saying, hmm. And unfortunately, you know, in the United States, we've had now over 400,000 people. Yes. Die. Over four hundred thousand people die, and in most cases, I, the another tragedy of it is a lot of people want to put off thinking about legacy and the gifts. And most of the deaths are actually people. Uh, I looked in in Oregon, and a lot of the um, the daily deaths are people in their nineties and eighties and seventies. I mean, I think eighty percent of of deaths are people right. over five. So it's people who probably would be, I mean, if you think of it, would be would have been valuable for them to have thought of what legacy, what gifts do I want to leave to the future, and how many of those 400,000, many of them in that, that age group, hadn't. And, right, and think, won't get that chance. Or... Yeah, and, the, and I think that the tragedy of it is nobody wants to think these ways. You know, uh, I, don't, I can put it off. I can put it off. I can yeah. put it off. And how many of those 400,000 put it off? It's so tragic, and you have the time now uh, to reflect on it. So without thinking about uh, a legacy, currently people just think, well, it'll just happen by osmosis. Somebody will just tell the stories that I have. Or, I mean, my, my dad passed away about six months ago, in, in not from COVID, but during this time, and he was in his early 90s. And so it's, again, topical for me, but that without making that definitive, hey, I need to write this down or I need to put more work into it. It's just somehow going to come out in conversation at Christmas time. Oh yeah. I remember my dad did this, that, or the other thing. That's the, I think you used the phrase osmosis. Will it occur by osmosis? Unfortunately, uh, I, I think you miss a, a whole lot if, if that's all it is, because in, in many cases, the stories may not even be written down or recorded. Um, uh, 
and that's the tragedy. I mean, people want to, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about it. It'll, you know, I'll, I'll do it in the future and it never happens. And unfortunately, the, the worst thing I think that can happen in this, if you put it off too long and it, and it never happens, is uh, a lot of people uh, who put it off too long are in their 80s or in mm-hmm. their 90s. And they probably lived in their house for 30 or 40 or 50 years. And then it, be- it becomes the children or the grandchildren or the aunts and uncles and nephews who have to go through this old house that has accumulated 40 mm-hmm. or 50 years of things. And I think everyone has that sense of, well, there's some special things in here. And where are you going to find those things? How are you going to, you know, trying to sort through all of these things? And if you think of legacy, I mean, I, I thought, uh, and I had previously written an article on, on the concept of a legacy box. I mean, even if you did the minimum things, I mean, even if your, let's say your father had spent some time and walked around yep. and had a, and I, I just a legacy you could be a folder or whatever, but a legacy box and said, I don't just put legacy box on it. And yep. I'll I want put a note, you know, a, a, a sticky on this. Oh, I got to remember to give, I wanted to give this to, to, to Somebody. Yeah. my nephew and my niece. I, oh, she just loves this. And I, you know, and you, you tossed all those things in a box and you had little notes, how much value you could spend a half a day, a day and, or a little bit of time and how much value that would have created such simple things as that uh, for families. Amazing, you know, but we don't want to. And, and, uh, and so, so much gets missed. And in many cases, I think a lot of it is stories are, are stories about how much family love each other and they don't get documented. You know, the, there's just that history isn't there. It isn't protected. And maybe those are the most valuable things. You've commented a lot. Everyone thinks of, of money. Yes. Assets as legacy. I'm not going to deny that's important. But I think it's those emotional assets. And maybe that's the way to put it is there's emotional assets that, that, that are important. So that osmosis misses those. It's those stories. It's uh, realization. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. I love that emotional assets. Yeah, it's those things that that osmosis won't won't help you with. What is a, a legacy theme? I think you mentioned that. What what does that mean? Legacy theme? Yeah. Uh, well, when, in in my book, what I did is, um, and it's my process, and I think everyone could customize that on how they want to do it. But what I realized uh, in in putting together a theme, and I may answer a couple questions for you. Um, it was valuable for me to say if it's family, and I'm thinking about it, well, if you're trying to share family, you should look back and say, hmm, I, maybe I should talk to other family members, like my grandparents or my parents or my aunts and uncles, and, and get a sense from them about important family stories or values and history and stuff. Uh, and, and once I've done that, maybe... You know, the people who I live with and are around me, and I always thought, well, this might be a little odd talking to my, you know, what do you think of the important legacy you want to give your gifts to the future? And then, you know, thinking and, and sitting down, then next afterward, reflecting about the future, so the past, the present, and the future, and, and that the reflection would be having thought about hearing from the past and, and maybe from some of my contemporaries, 
what, what, you know, what's important for me to, that I want to gift, gift to the future. Well, the themes uh, in this whole process, reflective process, I think you get a lot of ideas. So what could I give to the future? And uh, a theme to me, and I'll just give an example of me mm-hmm. first. A theme for me was education. And uh, what I realized with education is, and I, I mean, if somebody said, what's important to you, you know, what would you, uh, without any, going through any of this process, I'd probably say education, period. Okay. But it's the value of sort of stepping back a bit is to, is to get a sense of why, you know, what, what, why do, why would I say that instantly? What, you know, what would mm-hmm. you know, the reasons and values that, that go behind it? Well, that education gave me lots of opportunities personally. I mean, it opened a lot of doors and vistas and I would want uh, my children. I would want my grandchildren. I want my great, great, great grandkids mm-hmm. to have that sense of uh, the world is my oyster. I have the opportunity. To, I can look this way with an education. You, you have, you don't have 10 degrees flexibility of 180 degrees, 270 degrees flexibility of choice with education. Uh, that's a theme. And to me, Okay, now I, I understand that that's important uh, and it's valuable. But what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. A legacy theme is the theme, you know. And I, I actually came up with you know six or seven themes that I ever thought were important. Oh. You can come up with these themes and then maybe prioritize and say, you know, a way to develop a legacy overall is find out maybe the first thing that's most important. What's the highest priority, you know? And but then once you have that theme, so what are you going to do about it? And, and so at least, you know, the topic, and then you can step back and say, so what are my goals or what are my, what activities would I want to do that, you know, that would show that, yes, that was important and highlighted it and, and gifted it to the future. How would I gift that to the future? So with, with taking that theme, the, the next step, well, I came, how would I do it? Well, obviously I've paid for my, daughter's education well the next thing is can i help pay for my granddaughter's daughters so right. five, nine in canada i'm not sure what, what you call it but yep. variable gift 529 mm-hmm. uh and then well the college i went to did wonderful things i mean my undergraduate college supported me how can i support them so i want to give some gifts over time charitable gifts to that college um, and even one of the themes I realized, well, it's important for a granddaughter to know that education is important and we do everything we can, but we, to create a ceremony and every year when she's done with her mm-hmm. grade, we create a ceremony around it. and thinking that it's a celebration. It's not, it doesn't happen just when you graduate from high school, you know, you have once it, once in your, your High school, you know, under uh, schooling experience, you, mm-hmm. you have a celebration every year to make it a positive celebratory event every school year. And so it's how do you, and, and that's to create a value, I mean, for the future. So to me, that's as important as maybe the dollars. But it's it's saying that that's a positive. It's, it's education is important. So that, uh, mm-hmm. it's a long answer to a question. Oh, but it's good is one of those things that it, when you're when you're searching for what's important maybe if you start with the broad concept what is you know uh, a theme 
then you can work from there. And prioritizing themes is one way to say, I can't do everything. And, and I can do lots of things over time, but let me start with at least one thing and, and work with that theme and uh, have some progress. And then, oh, I have another theme and I can pick that one out. And I think one of the example of another theme, and I think that a lot of people would have would be a family tree. Yeah. Right. You know, that's a classic theme and there's a whole bunch of things you can do around family theme, uh, family trees. So I think if you come up with that, that's one way through reflection and, and maybe even just starting the process, uh, uh, saying what's important. So that was the, the whole concept there. I think what, one of the things I heard you say was that you perhaps we take things for granted. So, you know, granddaughters, children finish grade three, four, five, six, seven, eight, another year. You know, oh, there'll be another one next year. It just kind of rolls on. And and what I heard you say is, hey, let's maybe slow it down a bit and look at this is a big deal because I've decided to make it a big deal and therefore that's going to transfer. So it's creative, uh, you know, just sort of the family traditions. And I think uh, people don't realize if, in, in, and that's a great place to look for um, understanding sort of gifts and legacy to the future is what are those traditions and, and some might be really silly traditions, I don't you know, mm-hmm. but but it's worth saying, why we why do we do that? And 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 it could be because somebody a couple of generations ago or a generation or two, you know, this was important and it was a way for them to signal to their family that this tradition is is telling a little story, you know, and 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 if you you know, a lot of the traditions we have in our cultures are are that you you know, why is this tradition important? Well, it, it, to highlight something. And, 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 and so it's a way to, to build your own tradition, you know. And, and uh, I'll give another silly, it, it's not silly, but uh, one of the things um, I am, uh, as a uh, white male, elderly, more older male, I'm not the most touchy-feely person in the world, and my background wouldn't ever make me that. But I, I, I know that as a theme, as a tradition, um, I don't tell my parents or, I, 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 uh, or uh, my kids or my wife. You know, I love them. I just, it's very hard. I just, just mm. don't. Okay. So one tradition that I've started and I have it written down is the goal. When we have Christmas together, I make a point to say to my children and grandchild and my wife and my son-in-law, that I love them. And that is a tradition, simple, but it's a way, uh, because they don't do it naturally, Right. I added it. It's funny how awkward that can be. Huh? I, I, it's funny how awkward that can be, saying I love you to people that are in your family and you know you do, but we don't do it. Right. So I sort of forced that tradition. And now, uh, actually we had our, Christmas early because our children moved to New Mexico and we happened to be there in early December. So we had our tradition and actually I, I didn't think of it because it was sort of, you know, sort of a weird time to do it. But my son-in-law said in tradition, you know, I love you. Oh, and really? How awesome is that? So, you know, and it's a very a new tradition, yeah. but um, again, something as simple as that, and it, it, you know, to support family, make sure people know that. It's a simple thing. 
So, I mean, that can be a legacy. And it, it's a tra- traditional way to communicate something important. And uh, so it's those soft things. We always think of the financial things, but mm-hmm. it's the emotional things, the soft things uh, that, that you can build, you can create. And uh, uh, so, you know, I think a lot of people say, well, I don't have any money. Um, right. I can't create a like, no, no, no. We always default to money, don't we? We Yeah. We just default do. To money and assets and property and all that. You get this much and yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, if you think of, and then you can take, you know, simple symbolism, you know, that silly coin, uh, this 19 or 1862 coin or whatever I have from my father is British beat up old coin. You know, it, maybe it's worth a couple bucks, but I mean, that coin, yeah. I've, encapsulated it i protected it right uh, i've written a story about it um well everyone's got those little things and you can protect them and you can write a story about it in a little notebook or you can you know anyone can do that and um that can be incredibly valuable one of the questions i was going to ask you but you know the more i'm listening to you it was how do you know when this is done but really it probably is never done I think that's a good way to put it because you can always, if you're always looking, if you if you stop looking back, you look forward. Even if you're 92 years old, of it, you can think of something. And um, what, in a classic case of uh, another great story, and I, I saw it somewhere else, was as something as simple as a grandparent, a grandmother, writing a simple hand little handwritten note and putting yeah. it in the mail to her granddaughter who's maybe in college and say, oh, I miss you so much. And I love you dearly. Just think of that, the power of it. 92, 95 years old, the power of that, the beauty of it. So yes, you can continue. Even if you're 101, 102, 103 years old, yes, you can continue. And one of the things I wanted to say, we what can we learn about ourselves through this exercise? I bet you quite a bit. Yes. But you, you know, when you hold the mirror up to yourself and go, wow, that that in itself is probably a whole another awakening. Is that the right yeah. word? You know, and I think the hard thing is if you ask somebody, well, so what legacy do you want to leave? You know, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> but if you start thinking about it, I mean, yeah. if you're breaking it down, you know, like whether it's themes or how, and it could be, a listing of what you think is important. You know, however, I might do it by themes. People might say this story or, or this thing. I don't know why this thing is so important, but I've got these things in my life that I want to share. And you took each one of those and said, spent, uh, you know, we have the COVID time. I said, I'm going to spend a little time and spend a half an hour. Yeah. Why does this seem so important to me? Reflect about it. Uh, all of a sudden, I bet there's a story behind it. And also, you could put a couple of notes. Remember, this was important because of uh, the relationship I had with this person who was so special. And that reflective time of identifying these things and being willing to spend the time. So, I think the reflection is how you get to the the meaning. You know, and it's like that onion. You keep you 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 know something is important, and you. <laughs> Peel it back and say, well, still don't quite understand. You peel it back, well, oh, I finally get it. You know, in and, and it's that process, I think, of 
the simple things. And, you know, it could be that I keep mentioning the legacy box, but it could be that you have that item in the box and you pull it out and look at it and say, well, maybe it's important, maybe it's, but if you think about it and reflect about it, there's probably a lot of history behind it that you could tell somebody. And uh, that would be incredibly valuable. That probably has some value related to it. There's a value to that story. And, you know, in that tradition mm-hmm. or that story, there's some value that's hidden that you need to pull it out. And by telling the story, uh, you probably brought it forward that some uh, grandchild or child, uh, great-grandchild, might look at 20 years after you're gone and say, oh, look at this, that story. And they see the story that you didn't because they're looking at it through different eyes. And the story is obvious to them. And the value that's with it is obvious. It may have been hard for you to see, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the story was too close to you. But they can see it through different eyes. And we might tend to, those of us that are passing this on, we might tend to trivialize it a bit because, oh, it wasn't a big deal. It was... 40 years ago this happened it's no big deal but maybe you thinking about it makes it a big deal for that next yes generation no now they see it as a big deal even though i maybe didn't and that's that's part of i think slowing down isn't it i mean we're all going so fast you know what's next what's next and retirement uh you know the classic thing uh uh you know i think all baby boomers are probably uh you know we think too much of vacations and we think of we're going to do this and this and have this glass, fine glass of wine and go out to dinner. And, you know, we're enjoying our life away and stuff. Uh, you know, if you think of legacy and, and, and the amount of time, we have lots of time. Uh, if you took uh, 1% of your time, half of 1% of your time, right, uh, a little bit of time. And you said, hmm, and I, I would, that's why I wouldn't use the word legacy. But what gifts, if you say, what gifts do I want to share with the future? And think and just say, what gifts do I want to share with the future? Which is a very positive way of thinking. Well, I, I, want, I, I can give all kinds of gifts and not that sort of dusty word legacy. And it, mm-hmm. you know, it can be made shiny. That dusty word legacy can be made shiny by calling gifts to the future. Uh, just think of what you could do in you know, 15 minutes, half hour a week. You, well, yeah, a week. Yeah, in a week, half hour. I'm going to spend an hour on that. This this whole week, I'll spend an hour on it. And if you you spend an hour a week, that's 52 hours a year, and you can do amazing things. You could do amazing things, couldn't you? Yeah, and, and I mean, people are terrified of thinking about it. And what could I do? But if you spent a little time and thought about that special little memorabilia item and said, "Why is it important to me?" and write a little story about it. Um, and one thing I did want to share uh, is people are afraid of writing. They don't feel comfortable writing and they think they're supposed to be you know, the next uh, poet laureate or something or right. great novelist or something. Um, one idea I would, would want to share with everyone, is it's, it's easy to write in a journal and you just get a, spend a buck or two for a, uh, one of these little journals that kids use and yeah. just write it and, and date it and Put a put what your thought is and write in it, and, and maybe that's fine. The other thing you could do is uh, I've done a lot of interviews with people 
Uh, and actually, I was going to write a book, and I did write a book, and I decided not to publish it. But um, I did a variety of interviews, and what I did is did do those interviews. I spent about, I think, a whole dollar ninety nine on an app for my smartphone. Ah. and it's uh, it's a recorder. I mean, you just and it looks like a recorder on your app, you know, on your screen, and you yep. hit the button, and, and it starts recording. And um, what I did is uh, used it to interview people. Well, think of all other people. You know, your uh, granddaughter, and you've got. Grandma and, and I don't want to write anything. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to come up with three or four questions for you. And what you do is you do like you did initially. This is this day, and we're having mm-hmm. and put the phone between you on the table and just start chatting. And probably 30 seconds later, Grandma forgot that the phone is a recorder and doesn't even think about it. Right, and it's talking, and you start talking. You have scripted three, four, five questions, and you spend, you know, half hour, hour, two hours recording it. And now you have incredible history and stories. And um, a granddaughter could do it to a grandma, but you could do it, you could ask, you know, work with somebody and say, could you Mm -hmm. help interview process and hear some questions and talk through, but you can also do it uh, uh, digitally very easily. Digitally is very appealing because you can put it, um, you know, mm-hmm. into accessory.com. I think they have, you can upload files now if you want. And it, it could be available to somebody, you know, 200 years from now if you want. But uh, if you don't like writing. That's a great idea. Spend the, I think you may even get it free, but uh, spend the 99 cents or buck 99 or whatever it is and yeah. just get it to your smartphone. Oh, Rick, we're out of time. That was just fabulous today. Thank you. My guest has been Rick Weijo. And uh, Rick, your book is called Remembering Me, Creating and Leaving an Inspiring and Memorable Legacy. Where do we find the book? Uh, Amazon.com is where, where it can be. You can get it in paper. Uh, it's also very inexpensive if you want to do the, uh, uh, the, you know, the uh, uh, Kindle type book. You know? Right. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very, very much for having me on. I enjoyed it. You have a great day. Thanks for listening to Your Longest Life with Ian Thompson. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and share it with others. For more info, articles, and to get in touch with Ian, visit yourlongestlife.com.